Hello, hello. Welcome to Your Home by Design, the podcast where we talk all about our homes and how they affect our health and well-being. Some episodes we delve deep into the research and some we just chat. I'm Nico, an interior designer and researcher passionate about bringing forward the findings so that you can improve your lifestyle and well-being. Grateful to have you. Let's do this. Welcome to today's episode. Today, I'm talking about one of my favorite topics, so I'm really excited to record this episode. Today's topic is art. If you've ever wondered how to choose the right art for your space, what's the best way to arrange it and display it, how do you mix certain styles of art, and where do you place it to create the biggest impact? Today, we'll touch on all of this. We'll also talk about why having art in your home is so important, not only to look stylish and cool and spice up your decor, but how it benefits you, the effects that it has on your well-being. And this is very interesting, because how amazing is it? that you can showcase something in your home that looks super great, but also is good for you. It benefits you. Welcome to today's episode. So for starters and uh, a bit of random information, uh, me and a friend are in the middle of planning an art soiree, a painting party. A group of us are getting together in my husband's warehouse for some painting, conversation and wine. And I'm hoping I can come home with a couple canvases that I can put on my walls. But even though I am not a painter, I am not trained or even skilled, but I do love creative expression and I do appreciate how spending time being creative and enjoying getting lost in the moment is so very important. Creating experiences that you can bring home is important in creating a home that you love because when you have experiences outside of the home that informs your home and starts to reflect your life and your story, it's It's such a wonderful thing and it's such a wonderful thing to be able to feel joy from your surroundings because it mirrors your life, Um, you know, and to experience moments of awe from what you're looking at daily. You know, and, and art is one of those things that is easy to really have an impact on the quality of a space. And when I say quality, I mean the overall experience and characteristics of the room. Like aside from colors and textures and architectural details and all of the things used to create a great space, art really has the ability to make you feel in more obvious ways, I think, because although other design elements impact you, you can be more deliberate in how you interact with art. And it's a great place to start when you're wanting impact in a room. So when I say art, today I'm specifically going to be talking about wall art. That's kind of the category I'm going to be focusing on. So I have a few questions for you. My first question is, do you have any art on your walls? If yes, what reaction do you have when you look at it? You know, does it evoke a feeling? If no, do you want art on your walls? Or do you ever think about changing your art? And I ask you these questions because people often go through phases with their spaces where they almost become blasé, You know, you might sort of stop noticing certain things and you might stop critiquing your spaces and you kind of accept them for how they are, but not accept them in a good way. You kind of ignore them. So 
My hope by asking you these questions and sharing some of the benefits in having art that you really start thinking about art for you and how you can experience art in your spaces and the impact that it can have in not just your the style of your home, but your everyday life, your, your well-being. Because like many things you use to decorate your home, most likely you're displaying them in your home because they look cool, their vibe, their style. You know, they often make you like your home and you feel connected to it and even proud of it. But aside from those important reasons, there are other reasons as well, reasons that aren't usually at the forefront of people's minds. And that's the benefits, the effects on your health and your well-being. And this is what I want to start with today, because if you choose art with this in mind, then it can really impact you personally in positive ways. And if you've been listening here for a bit, then you know what I'm about. (laughs) You know the reasons why I created Your Pero. And that's to share with you the why behind interior design from a holistic approach. And my hope is that you take the things I teach you over at Your Pero and share here on this podcast and you start to become aware and to make intentional design choices to improve your well-being, your health, your happiness through beautifying your spaces. So I'm going to give you an overview of some of the ways... um, like the impacts of art are being studied right now. And one of the most fascinating fields that has emerged in the last several years um, is the field of neuroaesthetics. And you may have heard me talk about this field before, but neuroaesthetics looks at how art changes our brain, behavior, and body, and how we can put this knowledge into practice. So basically how our brains respond to art and beauty and what we can do about it to gain the benefits. (laughs) And what the studies have found is there are certain regions in the brain that are associated with the aesthetic experience. So there's a woman by the name of uh, Susan Magsiman, founder and director of the International Arts and Mind Lab Center for Applied Neuroaesthetics at John Hopkins University. And her work lies at the intercession of brain science and the arts and how our unique response to aesthetic experience can amplify human potential. Magsiman said, Curiosity, surprise, wonder, all attributes found in art for the maker or the beholder. These are really important for human development. Researchers are finding that we as humans are hardwired for aesthetic experiences. The arts are not just fundamental aspects of our humanity, but also essential to our well-being. And another thing she said was, Art can create new neuropathways in the brain because this happens through sensorial experience. With high visual stimulation, if we see a lot of art or make a lot of art, we are growing dramatically parts of our brain. And she added, um, and it's never too late to create an enriched environment, whether as the maker or the beholder in any art form. So isn't it amazing that art has the potential to rewire our brains and affect us in these ways? Art has the ability to improve your mental health, improve your happiness. They're also finding that art has the potential to prevent and heal us from physical and mental illness. It helps us flourish and keeps us healthier and happier. 
And I think this is so interesting and important because one of the things Magsma mentions in a book she co-authors with Ivy Ross called Your Brain on Art is that just 20 minutes of art a day, whether you're making it or looking at it, makes a huge difference. So in just 20 minutes, whether just just being involved in some form of art, whether you're just taking it in or you're... Um, you're getting creative. It, it's a huge benefit to you. And I want to add that research suggests that you don't need to be good at art to experience the benefits, which I think is a really important thing to mention because when we talk about art, it can have a sort of stigma to it, right? Like you have to know art to appreciate it, or it has to be a well-known artist, even expensive in order for it to have meaning and impact, or that you have to be skilled in order to create it. But if you want to gain the benefits, this isn't the case. You can appreciate art without knowing much about it. And you can create art even when you have no clue on how to do it, which makes me really happy personally, because as I plan my painting party, I'm fairly certain that there is only one of us out of the group who is trained. So, you know, we'll see if after I create it, if I want to also display it in my home, that'll be, that'll be something to think about. But I certainly am excited to enjoy the process of creating it because I know that there is just immense benefits to just getting in there and getting creative, whether I'm good at it or not. So now let's get into the how-tos, how to incorporate art into your spaces to have the biggest impact on the overall design and feel of your room as well as your well-being. So the first thing I want to mention is that the goal here is to look at the art. It's to notice it, to interact with it, because that's how it impacts us in the ways we just talked about. So the first thing is to ask, where should I place the art to create the most impact in my room? This could be a painting, it could be a sculptural piece, it could be a collection of pieces grouped together, but the best place to place it to create the most impact is simply the wall that your eye is naturally drawn to, the focal point. So the best thing to do is determine the focal point in your room. So this is a wall that you look at as you either enter the room or as you're in the room. It's that perfect place to showcase a piece of art or a group of art because your eye naturally goes there. So it's a bit of a double whammy. It's already a a wall or an area that your eye goes and then you put a piece of art on it and bam. And then, of course, it's important to consider the size that you want. Large can garner attention and is best on a large wall because if you have a large wall, it's, it's nice to fill it and, you know, break it up visually. But small can be impactful as well. You just have to make sure it doesn't get lost on the wall. So typically smaller pieces work best on smaller walls or if you've got like a set of windows, something in between, you know, whatever it is, it has to be something you really, really enjoy looking at. You know, it, it stirs something in you and you have a reaction to it. So as you consider what wall you place it on, I just want to add to get your creative juices flowing, that it doesn't have to be hung per se. It can sit on a floating shelf or it can be on your mantle or it can sit on a piece of furniture. 
You know, it can sit on the floor even and rest against the wall if it's large enough. And these ways tend to make it feel more casual. Um, and I just, I just have to add that there are apps that you can test your art on the wall. So if you're worried about making a mistake, then look this app because you can just take a snap of your wall and upload your art and arrange it and configure it in the ways that you want to try. It's really helpful. So the next thing is what height do you hang or place your art? Well, there's a rule of thumb in the design world, and that's that you hang it at eye level. The average eye is 57 inches from the floor to the eye. So the rule of thumb is that you hang it so the center of the art is at the average eye level or eye height. Now, I've personally always adjusted this, mainly because it depends on the eye height of the occupant and ceiling heights and how you use the room and... um, you know, if you if you use the room for mainly sitting, you might want to lower your pieces. Um, but typically, I've found 57 inches to be a bit low. So I, I usually play with it a little bit. I somehow often end up at like 60 or 62. But, you know, you, you'll need to sort of feel that out and play around with it. But I would say, you know, between 57 and 60 inches is typically um, a good height or a good starting point to sort of test. But I wouldn't go too much lower or too much higher because then it, it can just get lost and it's not anchored in the space properly. But whether you're hanging it on the wall or placing it above something like a sofa or a furniture piece, then there are always a few things to consider. And first there is the distances. So off of things and from side to side, you know, so, and the types of arrangements and the overall visual weight. So first let's just chat about distances, because if you're hanging it above a sofa, you'll want it to be around eight to 10 inches above um, so like the back of, of the sofa or the, the top of the cushion, um, like your back cushions, but, but always consider if someone is sitting, what height does their head hit, you know, or are you placing things on top of a furniture piece? You know, perhaps you want the art to start above those things. And, and in terms of width, um, no wider than the piece of furniture below or the sofa below. Um, there should be a little room on either side. And um, a good rule of thumb is to just make it two thirds the width of whatever is below it. So if you've got a sofa, two thirds of the sofa centered. If you've got a piece of furniture, um, like, a, like a case good or something, um, you know, uh, a sideboard or whatever it is, two thirds of that as well centered. Um, and what is the best way to arrange and style art on a gallery wall? Well, um, when you're deciding on an arrangement, there are a few things to consider. Um, there is symmetrical arrangements, which is, you know, very uniform and can feel a little more formal, um, or tradition and, and traditional. Um, there's also asymmetrical arrangements that are sort of more casual and eclectic. Uh, and there's more sort of creative freedom, if you will, in an asymmetrical arrangement. Um, and there's also the visual weight of the pieces, So with a symmetrical piece, it's best to match the frames and the spacing, making it look really uniform. So if you've got two inch spacing between, um, you know, the the frames, you're going to want that to be the same on the sides and the same on the tops. Um, And always remember um, in terms of the art that's within them, if you, if everything's very uniform, you can always um, switch things out. So it's okay that it's, it's, 
it's evolving. It doesn't have to be done right away. You can either have, you know, as an example, if you want to have all just sketches, hand sketches framed in uniform frames and, and symmetrically placed, um, you can do that or you can switch it out and do different things within. But um, the most important is that you get the configuration right and then spend the time that you need to find things that look good and that you love um, to place in the frames. And like I said, it can be ever changing. So you can put something in now and then switch it out later. But yes, getting the configuration right, choosing the frames and the configuration is very important um, for symmetrical um, arrangement. And then for an asymmetrical, um, the spacing can vary. Well, it does vary. An asymmetrical, it's, um, you know, the size of the art, the style of the art, the style of the frame. Um, the most important thing is to make sure it's balanced on the wall. So there's a little trick and you can Google this, um, but for, for a visual balanced um, grouping, um, you kind of take like an imaginary vertical line on the center of the arrangement and both sides should feel way the same. Um, so if you want to see how the sizes work in real time, you can always use um, painter's tape to, to, pa to tape it up. Um, but you have to remember that painter's tape, it won't show if the art looks visually heavier due to the colors or the size of the frames and, and all the other things that do play into the weight of it. But just to get a, a general sense of the overall sizing and to check the weight on that, I would say painter's tape is a really quick and easy way to do it. Um, and you can always get creative with what you put on the walls, right? Because not everything needs to be neat and tidy in frames. It can be very organic with a mix of different styles of frames. So super modern with antique. Um, it can even be uh, sculptural items or like textiles, even baskets, you know. Um, so you can get creative with what you put in it. Not everything needs to be in, in a frame or encased in the same way. And that's what makes asymmetrical arrangements really interesting interesting um, because you can get really creative in that way. But, you know, you just always have to play into like your style and what you like if you prefer symmetrical pieces that look very linear and very clean and neat and tidy, um, then you can, you should look at doing that, but you can play around with what goes in a symmetrical uh, arrangement. If you, if you like something a little bit more organic and fun and you're, you prefer a little bit more of an eclectic and calm um, kind of vibe, then asymmetrical is probably a great option for you. So the next thing is, should I focus on a particular theme or mix different styles of art? And I think the most important thing here is to make sure you love it. Any art that you choose to be surrounded by daily should be what you love. Um, and it's always good to think of the overall atmosphere you're trying to create. Uh, you know, I just mentioned, um, you know, in an asymmetrical arrangement, it's going to feel a little bit more eclectic and, and sort of maybe a little bit more easygoing, a little bit more cozy. So, you know, what atmosphere are you trying to create? Is it relaxed and cozy? Is it vibrant and alive? You know, um, is it sophisticated? Is it edgy? You know, the art really speaks to this and it has the ability to inform how you feel in the space. So if you want to be relaxed, then you have to think about the art. Does it evoke that feeling for you? Uh, I think it's more important um, 
about the overall aesthetic and how you relate to it versus keeping things the same style of art. Uh, So something to mention is if your room is more traditional, you can contrast that with modern or contemporary. Um, But again, it has to come down to what atmosphere are you trying to create? What mood do you want the room to have? Um, And then to just make sure that the art that you select evokes those emotions. So I... I think I covered quite a bit in today's episode. I hope that, um, you know, you enjoyed it. And if you have any questions or if you're just kind of stuck in, in how to incorporate art into your home or just even just not feeling confident to do that, um, just DM me. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear where you're stuck. Yeah. The struggles that you're having and, or the questions that you have, um, yeah. So, so do that. Cause I always, I always love to, to hear, um, where people are at. And, you know, and and obviously I just want to encourage you to just really go for it and get art into your home, bring it into your spaces and to make a point in looking at it for 20 minutes or doing something creative for at least 20 minutes a day. Um, But I just, before I go, there's a couple things I want to share. I want to share a quote with you and I also want to share a little story. So I'll start with a little story. Um, When my daughter was a baby, she was probably only three months old, um, I purchased a piece of art that I had fallen in love with and I had been admiring for ages. Uh, And I brought it home and I hung it on the wall and it was this, I've probably, I've talked about it before on another episode, so you may have heard this story, but um, I hung this art up and it was right above our sofa. And my daughter used to lie there and just stare at the art. And I would just put her there often and just let her just stare at it. And she just loved it. The colors were all very bright and vibrant and primary colors. And it was a, um, an abstract piece of art. And she just loved it. And I used to love just sitting there and watching her just kind of take it in and experience it. Um, of course, now I know that um, it was actually affecting her. You know, it, it may have been um, boosting her brain and making her feel great, which I just love. So, so we've, you know, it's just something that, that I've witnessed and I, I can appreciate. I love going to art galleries. Um, I don't go nearly enough. Uh, and that's something that uh, I think we can all say is how are we getting out there? How are we experiencing art? Um, and how are we bringing that back into our spaces to impact our lives? So I'm actually going to read you a couple quotes. And uh, the first one is by Thomas Merton, who I don't really know much about, to be honest, but I love this quote. Art enables us to find ourselves and lose ourselves at the same time. And the next one is by Georgia O'Keeffe. And that is, to create one's own world takes courage. So I encourage you to create your world, create your environment, and create it with art. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe. You can leave us up to a five-star review. Please also, if you're not already following me on social media, I'm Nico underscore Smetello. That's N-I-C-O underscore S-M-U-T-Y-L-O. You can also follow Your Paro. And don't forget to head over to our website to grab some free resources and learn about our upcoming mini-series, Unlocking the Power of Home to Bring Health and Happiness.